didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney. And this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, looking at every single episode of Stranger Things. We started with chapter one. We have made it all the way to season three, chapter seven, titled The Bite. And Colin is here with your summary. The seventh chapter of Stranger Things 3, titled The Bite, debuted on Netflix on July 4th, 2019. It was written and directed by the Duffer Brothers and has a runtime of 55 minutes and 20 seconds. It's the evening of Thursday, July 4th, and it seems no one is concerned about their friends and family members who went missing at the end of the last episode and are now a puddle of goo absorbed into the Mind Flayer. But who cares? It's funfair time. Mayor Klein kicks off the festivities while the Wheelers enjoy a prime viewing spot for the moving trees. Nearby, at Hopper's cabin, the kids, along with Jonathan and Nancy, realize the Mind Flayer knows that they're there, and they spring into action to board up the place. It breaks in, though, and terrorizes the gang. Melee ensues, and it ends with Elle getting bitten before she force tears the thing in half. They all head to Nancy's car to get the heck out of Dodge. Meanwhile, Hopper, Joyce, Alexi, and Murray are heading back into Dodge when Murray, fed up with Joyce and Hopper's bickering, tells them to just get a room. Under the Starcourt Mall, the Scoops troop has made it back to the elevator, but Robin and Steve are still high from the truth serum, so they're no help. They head back up to ground level and are promptly spotted by Russian thugs who chase them into the mall. Dustin sneaks the Scoops troop into the movies and then goes to find help. The gang breaks into the big buy to get stuff to treat Elle's nasty wound. Lucas and Will grab some fireworks. Max patches Elle up, and then Mike comes this close to telling Elle he loves her. Eventually, they hear Dustin calling them on their walkies, but his batteries die before they can understand what's going on. Steve and Robin have a trippy moment with the mall ceiling, then puke in the bathroom where he tells Robin how great she is. Robin, however, comes out to him as a lesbian before Dustin comes in to get them to try to get past the Russians. Back at the Big Buy, Elle finds Dustin at the movies by going into the void. No thanks to Mike and Lucas, who are arguing about new coke. They all head out, just missing Billy, who wanders in and sees Elle's blood on the floor. Hopper and Joyce arrive at the fun fair and head off to search for the kids while Alexi and Murray go on the hunt for corn dogs. Motorcycle helmet guy, though, kills Alexi and goes after Hopper, who escapes into the funhouse. Hopper shoots Grigori, who survives thanks to a bulletproof vest. Hopper runs out the back and drives off with Joyce and Murray, translating a message on the walkie that the Russians had the kids cornered at the mall. Sure enough, the Scoops troop is hunkered down at the Great Cookie Company. All of a sudden, the 1986 Chrysler LeBaron convertible on display goes flying through the air and kills all four of the goons. Elle and the gang have arrived. Her leg wound has gotten worse, though. It's nasty. The end of Chapter 7. Okay, before we get into this, Let's just go ahead and get your homework out of the way. Okay. Homework. And I kind of I kind of gave you an easy pass this week. So call Okay. Me. Are you ready for your homework? You're late again. Yeah, I had to get catch up homework. Number one, what movies are playing at the theater when Steve and Robin and Dustin and everybody goes in? All six of them? Oh lord. Yes, all six. I had to count to make sure. Yes. <laughs> Back to the future. Mm-hmm. Fletch. Mm-hmm. the uh it's not the blob it's not the it's it's and i've never seen it the stuff the stuff yes there it is yep uh cocoon okay and then daryl the 
D-A-R-Y-L. Which I don't know that. I don't know that one. I, I knew that one. I did not know the stuff. I'd never heard of the stuff. No, I know. I, yeah, I know the, I know the stuff. Um, <laughs> and there's one more, right? Fletch, there's one more. Fletch Cocoon, Back to the Future stuff. Oz, there, there. Okay. Did I say Oz? Return to Oz? No, Return to that was Oz. the one you missed. Return to Oz. And Return to Oz is the one with the creepy pumpkin head guy who skates, has the roller skates, and Feruza Bulk. Feruza Bulk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That movie is far too scary to be considered a kid's movie. I said, I think of all of those I've seen, I saw Fletch, I saw Cocoon, I saw Back to the Future. I never saw Daryl, but I was aware of it. I never saw Return to Oz, but I was aware of it. And I've never even heard of the stuff. I can't believe you've never heard of the stuff. I mean, it's a horror movie. It's very much like The Blob. Okay. So what's interesting about this though, is the movies all check out as being released at that point but the three movies came out that weekend one was back to the future one was pale rider which i think is clint eastwood and then the other one is saint elmo's fire so why wasn't saint elmo's fire playing at that because it's it's super depressing and nobody wants to watch that movie and then also the number three movie in the country that weekend was Rambo First Blood Part Two. And The Goonies was also still playing. It was the number five movie that weekend. So the top, like the top 10 movies that weekend were Pale Rider, Cocoon, Rambo, St. Elmo's Fire, Goonies, Fletch, Pritzi's Honor, Back to the Future, Life Force, and Return to Oz. So it's just, it was I, just weird. I just, I mean, I don't know why they happen to pick those six movies, but you would think that Goonies would still be playing there and that St. Elmo's Fire would probably I be I kind of wonder if they try to limit the amount of Goonies references. Like maybe that would be. have been could too be. much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not upset at them. I just thought it was kind of odd that, you know. They no, I agree because I don't even, like the stuff, I mean, did it even get a theater release? Like I, I, I've heard of it, but also I've watched a lot of terrible horror movies. Right. So. Okay, question number regardless. two. Question number two. This one's super easy. What is behind 11 in the freezer in Bradley's Big Buy? Oh, the Eggo Eggo waffles. Yes, home style, actually. Yes. I was going to make you count them, but I did not. Okay, last question. How much did it cost to throw three darts at Alexi's game that he was playing? (sighs) There was a sign. I did look at how much the eight piece bucket of fried chicken cost at the Bradley. Oh, I think Big it was Buy. right beside that sign. No, that was in the Bradley's big bike. That was three ninety nine. Oh, okay. There, was okay. A, there was a big poster on the wall. that said eight piece bucket of chicken, three ninety nine. This was actually just a very small sign, but I don't know how I caught it, but I did. I, it was like a dollar, wasn't it? Nope. $5? Fifty cents for three darts? Five dollars? Colin. Well, I said a dollar first. <laughs> I just remember, I think I remember a five. Maybe I remembered the five, so. 50 cents. Okay. So we open at the fun fair with our, with our favorite mayor. Um, Interesting though, uh, presumably Robin would have been there, right? Because she's in band, you would think? Yeah. So, but I did like how he like shut the music off, (laughs) like right mid song (laughs) when he like held out his hand. Yeah. What he's such doing? a jerk oh he's so obnoxious it's i so really obnoxious. want him to come back for season four i do too but i mean not once but twice you know how are you feeling on hawkins yeah i can't hear you how yeah you yeah he loves it he just thinks yeah. he's a total celebrity oh it's ridiculous so absolutely uh, then we get the wheelers up on the ferris wheel um interesting note that it's the same actress playing holly or same actresses 
Yeah, twins. Uh, playing Holly, Aniston and Tinsley Price. So they're the same ones back from season one, which I thought was kind of neat. And then we had the trees moving. And then also I noticed later, later still speaking of, of Mayor Klein, because remember that morning, last episode, was when he had the sunglasses on and he was yelling at the hot dog cart guy. Yeah, yeah. Black eyes and stuff. You can see he clearly has makeup on. Not like, oh. not stage makeup. No, no, like, no. To make like it look. Him like, as a yes. character put yes. makeup on to cover up his black eyes, which I. Which I tracks for his character. Yeah. Um, so we'll come, we'll come back to the fair once Hopper and Joyce got there, but let's, let's launch into the, to the gang and the, and the cabin in the woods and everything. I, okay. With Nancy, I'm like, why do you look so cute? All of your outfits are so put together and adorable and you are running from a monster. Like, just throw on some sweats, maybe. Yeah. Just like some shorts and a t-shirt to be comfortable <laughs> while you're yeah. fighting. Right? At least yeah. she got out of the dress, so that's good. Right, she's out of the dress, but at this point, I'm pretty sure she has on slacks. Let's, so, let's also keep in mind that both she and Jonathan are still dead. Um, from like, Oh my gosh, there was something else that happened, and I was like, they would definitely be dead. Oh, she she flies into the wall again this time. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Nice. And Jonathan, well, too. I mean, Jonathan. What, what did they think those extra boards were going to do? Well, and that was my thought. I mean, I had a big note here saying drive away. I mean, they do I, eventually, but you know. Yes, but I also thought that was weird that they decided to run back into the cabin and yeah. think that, I mean, this giant monster is coming to Hopper's measly little cabin in the woods. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't know if this was like they wanted to take a stand or something, but I mean, I, yeah, I just, I'm like, well, just drive away. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Do- and. I feel like it took them too long to figure out that the thing that the mind flayer would be coming there. Yeah. Because it's all of a sudden they're like, wait, where did you see Billy? He was here. Oh, and it drives me absolutely insane. How long it takes Will Byers to tell everyone that the thing is coming. He will sit there with his eyes wide and shock and slowly move his hand up. Yeah, to move the his hand up. His neck. He's like, oh, I, those oh, bumps, oh, I think oh, I see. Okay. What is this? Here. Okay. Oh. Yeah, um, yep, here. Yep, yep. that's it. It's like, oh my gosh, kid, just scream there. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> I did like how uh, I kind of got a um kind of like a throwback vibe to season one. Um or sorry, the end of season two, uh, when they're all in the cabin waiting for yes, Elle to I get did back, too. you know. And I also like it was a neat little tracking shot that the Duffer's brother kind of did like a like a pan of the room and a pan of the guys and stuff. So I thought I thought that was kind of I just remember it also mimicked. Uh, the scene where after in season two, where they get the mind flare out of will and Nancy runs out the front door to follow it. Yep. And she yep. does that. She's the first one out the door this time to yep. look out in the woods. Yeah. And she's blowing things up with a shotgun too, man. Good Lord. That also reminded me of the, whichever one that's like, do you know how to, was it, is it in season two where he's like, do you know how to use the shotgun? Yeah. And Nancy's like, I do. Yeah. And he throws yeah. It that her. was, that was at the end. That was, at the same time that Elle was coming back from her okay. sister. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was really cool. I also liked, uh, you know, cinematographically, the the use of the handheld camera when they're running outside. I thought that was really cool. I think the Duffer brothers are actually kind of stepping up the game a little bit because I know I've always said that the, you know, the Sean Levy directed episodes kind of have like a little bit, a little bit of elevation to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, there was a lot of good stuff in this episode too, so. Do you? remember if they got a bunch of flack for this episode for all the product placement i can't remember it seems I don't, like I don't they remember would. I, I mean I, we can talk about the new coke 
when we get there because mm -hmm. i know they they relaunched new coke essentially you know there's a whole you know coke they partnered with coke to relaunch they put out some limited edition new coke and tied it in what they just went over to stuff. pepsi and were like hey can we just yeah. have some of your formula <laughs> yeah, and put it in some coke cans real quick we don't have time to make a whole new batch but, but it's exactly what it tastes like so yeah thank you <laughs> so then we get to the big buy and max gets to play nurse which i thought was which was kind of cool wait before we get to the big buy were you stressed out a little bit about how much 11 was having to use her powers yeah but you know it's weird because you know back in was it the last episode of the one before when she just did that quick thing with the vending machine mm -hmm. and, and she had to wipe the blood away from her nose? Yeah, you know? that's so true. I mean, like, I mean, like everything is like, you know, making your makes nose bleed. Like, it also yeah. makes me like, what is happening in her brain that makes her nose yeah. bleed all the time? Yeah, There's right. no way that it's safe. But I mean, she's, I mean, she's fresh off throwing Billy through a, a wall, mm -hmm. you know, the night before. She's starting so. to look like she's, she's had it this season. Like she's yeah. starting to look run down. I oh, think. absolutely. Yeah. No, that's, that's very true. Yeah, and she went, she went nuts with the, you know, the, I mean, eventually, you know, ripping the thing in half. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a lot of screaming and a lot of, I mean, especially when she was in the room with her arms out and she was kind of holding the two arms away yeah. and stuff. And yeah. It just looks stressful. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much longer she has left. And now that she's been bitten too. So. Well, yeah, she's, which we can talk about that because at the, at the Bradley's big buy, the whole thing with Eleven, I thought that was great where she got to be, you know, like the nurse. Like she looked at them all like she was an idiot, like they yeah. were idiots. She right. was like, no, you got to do this first. I don't even remember what the order was. Oh, with, with Max. First you yeah. clean yeah. it, yeah. then yeah. you. Yeah. Cause she was a skateboarder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting fact, fireworks apparently were not legal to sell in Indiana until. I know. 2006. So. But. It makes me laugh because that is very small town. Like, mm -hmm. I, I feel like that oh, is yeah. very, when we were little, we weren't allowed to have, um, there were a certain fireworks. They're still illegal here, probably. But like, if you go right across the border in Tennessee, mm -hmm. they're not illegal. So you can buy them. Right. And like, that's what everybody would do. We'd like drive, like my brother, or my, my grandpa would drive down to Tennessee, you know, like four hours away and get a bunch yeah. Yeah. and bring them back. Yeah. We had, we had sparklers and that was about it. So. Oh no, we had like the big ones, which made me laugh. And it's, I'm going to give it away early, but it's my most eighties moment is the, is the fireworks because they're just so obviously dangerous. Like oh, everything yeah. about them <laughs> is just makes a mother, me as a mother now be like, oh my gosh, that is yeah. awful. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas is like, you put five of these together. You get us like it's a dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh God. Satan's yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so the whole like Mike and Elle and their little heart to heart where he almost tells, you know, that he loves her, which I thought was, I don't know. The first time I thought I saw it, it was kind of cute, but now it's kind of, I don't know. It's just a, it, it doesn't really rub me the wrong way, but it's like, you know, I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. There's, I, I know, I know he's young and I know this is probably the first time he's ever said it, but you know, he's just, he's I dancing know. I around feel like it. at that age, kids just throw it around like nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, He's like really dancing around it. And it's almost, it's almost just kind of silly, but you kind know, of annoying. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like we've said, like a lot of people have like, that was their biggest problem with season three was just the introduction of like the, the couples. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And stuff. Yeah. So then we get to the new Coke bit, which I thought was interesting because they're sitting there watching Lucas drink new Coke. And then all through this season, if you go back and watch, 
every shot down in Will's basement is new Coke. There's new Cokes all over the place. So and they're like talking about how disgusting yeah, it is. Yeah, how do you even drink that? I'm like, you were like in the last we're chugging episode, it and burp. Yeah. Wait, remember when Mike burps really loud? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's chugging a new Coke. Yeah. Yeah, there were new Cokes all over the place. I remember, because I remember you were going to ask me, I thought you were going to ask me that for homework. Like, like, how many cans of Coke are sitting on the coffee table? Yeah. And like, there were like four cans of Coke and there's only three kids. So I'm like, okay, yeah. But I did like Lucas's sweeter, bolder, better line. And I I swear to God, when I heard it, I'm like, that was a commercial. So I spent like- I spent the better part of a day trying to find like there was a new Coke commercial that said sweeter, bolder, better. And I couldn't find it, but I just have it in my head that that was. Like I a, swear they said something about it. Like they basically recreated the conversation from a new yeah, Coke commercial. I mean, it is, it is essentially what they said, but it was, I, I thought it was like word for word, like a, a commercial, but yeah, we, I we, thought it was too. Yeah. But we, we can talk about that. I, that'll come back. That's in one of the segments later. But then Billy finally gets to the big buy and the whole time he walks in and he kneels down and he, you know, picks it up with his finger. And the whole time I'm saying, God, don't lick it. I don't know why I was. I thought he was going to lick it too. I swear to God, I thought he was going to lick his finger. I'm like, I wonder if that is kind of a little hat tip to the stuff, because that's exactly what they do in the very first scene of the stuff. He leans down, he gets it with two fingers, which I think is. I don't know. Maybe that's just yeah. the way people do stuff, yeah. but he, he brings it up and he, the old man tastes it from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I thought the same I'm thing. Like, I'm like, Oh God, he's going to lick his finger. He's going to lick it. Oh, don't flick it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then they end up getting back to the mall. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of save that for the end when we're getting yeah. to the other. So the scoops troop. Meanwhile, uh, Lucas has them in the cart. Robin and Steve are high as a kite. Uh, arguing about the Daytona 500, which was funny. <laughs> then they get into the elevator and they're surfing. And then Steve does all the boops. Oh, yes. <laughs> on Dustin, yeah. boop, boop, boop. And then Robin boop. says she could taste the air, which I thought was great. Because they've been down, you know, they've been underground now for 24 hours. I don't think oh, they yeah. slept. I'm, I know they haven't eaten anything. No. And you have to wonder why was it? Oh, I guess Erica's friend was covering for her. Yeah, at Uncle Jack's party. Yeah. She had to be back for Uncle Jack's party. She had to be back for Uncle Jack's party, but she obviously missed that. But that would explain why Steve grabs the popcorn out of the trash at the movie theater. Well, remember, like, that's one of the things Dustin's like, well, I'll get you as much food as you want as long as you tell me where the car is parked. Right. But so then he grabs the popcorn out of the trash can, which. Oh, it's gross. Well, and this might just be a me thing, but it literally makes my like palms sweat and grosses me out so much when they're throwing up and they are, yeah. they're touching the toilets with their, they're oh, like, they're hugging it. They're like rolling around on the floor in a movie theater. It makes me gag. It's a, like, it it's makes a, me gag. It's a bathroom in a mall movie theater. <gasps> I'm like, Oh my like Lord. I, like literally have cold chills because yeah. it makes me so oh, sick. It's just not, yeah. I have, I have all kinds of notes about that. I'm like, what? And then he like, he like slides under scoots under the stall. Oh, oh, you know, there's God. like half an inch of just like old sticky pee on the floor. And I know, I know he says, you know, something along the lines of I'm already covered in blood and vomit. So I don't but really that's care. His but, st- it's his blood and but, vomit. But oh my God, no. Okay. Oh yeah. It really bothers me that scene. I can't stand when people touch toilets anyways, but public toilets. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Gag. Yeah. 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 Okay, so they're watching Back to the Future, which is actually out of order. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah, they said because yeah. <laughs> uh, they 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 shouldn't have known that he was that Lorraine 
had a crush on Marty yet. The right. Way- and, and then he also, they have that whole scene. And then he says, you made a time machine out of a DeLorean, which comes Oh, first, yeah. But, yeah. So, which yep. I thought was kind of interesting. So then we get the whole thing with Robin and Steve in the bathroom, which I thought was just adorable. And yes, I, me too. I, I, I love it. It breaks my heart for Steve, but at the same time, I like love that Robin feels like she can tell him yes. this stuff. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It was just like a weird like juxtaposition of emotions because on one hand I'm really happy, but on the other hand, I'm really sad. Yeah, I know. And and uh, I found a really interesting article and I had no idea on this. There was um uh, an interview with Amy Paris, the costume uh, designer, and I'll post a link to it. So Amy Paris didn't know that Robin was going to be a lesbian, but Maya Hawk did. So oh. Amy, Amy gave her the shoes to decorate. So then Robin decorated the shoes and then put like all kinds of doodles all over them. And there's like naked women and like, like drawings of boobs and all this kind of stuff. So it, it's, it's really neat. So oh so robin knew and then so amy was kind of like in the dark and then she like saw it she's like oh that's what she was doing so it's it's a really neat article because it's from amy's point of view and she's like you know completely you know taken aback she's like and and then later on when we find out about the character made a little bit more sense about these doodles but i didn't know the development of her as a character so i like that she sort of sort of infused that in there quietly and it's there subtly and you can't you can't really see it but right the article has a close-up, so you can you can you can see him. I, so. I have drawn on every pair of Chuck Taylors I've owned. I think I take all all my magic markers, and I would always get like a real. I would get black or white and have them be neutral, and then I would draw all over them. I also thought it was. I, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but you remember the episode when Jonathan and Nancy go see Murray, and Murray says, "Make sure you know." you know, tell, tell your lie to Tammy or Dawn or whoever that you're, you know, that you're going to be out for the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the girl's name was Tammy Thompson. Tammy Thompson. So I don't know if they like, if the Duffers kind of kept Tam- Tammy like in the back of their mind and brought her back up here, or if it was just a coincidence or. I'm pretty sure they bring up Tammy Thompson in the rebel Robin podcast, which I don't know if it's Canon or not, but they do. I'm pretty sure they bring it up. Cause you know, it's just about Robin. But also, this is kind of, it's about Robin, and it's a little bit later in the, when they get to the mall with everybody. But did you find it weird that Nancy was like, who are you? Oh, yeah. Because they're the same grade, which, you know, Robin does say like, oh, Nancy Wheeler, she's such a priss. But, but Nancy wasn't popular until she started dating Steve. Yeah. So, so let's get to the whole discussion we started to have last week, but we really couldn't. And the, and the whole lesbian reveal and the whole, you know, her being obsessed with, you know, with the truth serum and when she, and, mm-hmm. and her little thing. So she says in the last episode, but it didn't even matter. It didn't matter that you were an ass. I was still obsessed with you. Even though all of us losers pretend to be above it all, we still yeah. just want to be popular, accepted and normal. So reconcile that with, I was obsessed with you because I'm it. I'm telling you, it seems sort of like the, which I guess they weren't because if, if, if Maya Hawk knew, you know, enough about her character to add those details on her shoes, like she knew she was going to be a lesbian. Right. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out because I thought it was strange because I, and I don't know, maybe they were just really bad at, at, at this, like trying to throw us off and they went too far. Yeah. That's what I, I thought it was like a red herring. Like they yeah. just kind of threw it out there to, so they but, could have this 
big reveal in, in this episode. I felt like, in, and this is not a spoiler in any way, but in the very last episode of this season, when they're talking afterwards, they're trying to get a job at the video store. There's a moment where Robin, where she convinces Keith to hire Steve and she looks at him and he's, you know, trying to fix the Phoebe Kate, like right. stand up. And she kind of like gazes at him, like almost like she's got a crush on him, which I found odd. Cause I was like, yeah, it just kind of felt all over the place. Yeah, it is. It's kind of strange. I think it was, I think it was like a, I, I think they wanted to have this big reveal. I, I think all along that the Duffers this knew was the plan that and she was just... a lesbian. And I think they kind of wanted to throw us off in the last episode. And then they tried to write their way out of it and really, you know, really couldn't quite. So it's Maybe. just kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I admit, cause I, I mean, I was super shocked when she said that because the entire time she seemed like she was the one that always had a crush on Steve. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then she confirmed it with that line in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so let's go on to Hopper and Joyce and their little escapades with Murray and Alexi. Um, so they're driving back into town. I love Murray's outburst. And I love even more Alexi's reaction to Murray's outburst. You, you, they haven't had sex yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> they start laughing, which I thought was great. I also thought it was super sweet that Alexi just wanted to leave it all behind and become an American citizen, which just makes you feel even worse when he ends up dying. Oh, I felt really bad. Like, I think I shed a tear. Yeah, no, that, that just really sucked. He was a good character too. He really was. Yeah, he was. He was... I, I feel like there could. Have, I mean, I but I also felt that way with Bob Newby. Like there was more they could have done. Yeah, with them. Oh, I you know. And um, did you not think it was weird that this that Gregory was just walking through the carnival with a gun out? Nobody thought. Yeah, nobody thought yeah, that was strange. Like, like down at his side, but still, yeah. yeah but he just... was just like swinging it, and he definitely held it up. Yeah, like. Before he got to Alexi to shoot him, I was like, nobody sees this. <laughs> Am I the only person? Am I hallucinating this? <laughs> yeah, it, it is a little strange. Uh, I like the return of the Gravitron uh, and the scene with Joyce and Hopper when they go in there. And, and the, oh, they're um, holding hands. Uh, and then we get Karen and Ted seeing them. And Karen says that they're just such an odd couple. Joyce and Hopper are a really odd couple. Uh, and Ted says, well, there's someone for everyone. So what did you make of Karen's reaction to that? Because she kind of rolls her eyes a little. Yeah, I get that. I mean, Ted's just like a lump. Like, I mean, he's. <laughs> yes. He's, I mean, and Karen is like, I do feel like Karen's having some sort of like midlife crisis, maybe yeah, like where she's, totally. yeah. you know, and she still is like very pretty, but she's kind of trying to hold on to her youth a little bit. And, and it seems like Ted is just oblivious. Well, I mean, it was what, three, four days ago when she was on her way to meet Billy at the yeah motel six out on cornwallis so yeah you know, so and you know she she didn't because she walked downstairs and she saw ted you know yeah. with holly and was but it wasn't like, that long i mean in in chronologically it was like three days no ago. yeah i know yeah I, I i also felt like she was kind of annoyed with him when they were on the ferris wheel as well yes like she yeah. was just kind of like oh my god you're such a lump he's such a weenie like yeah like you just <laughs> yeah. don't ever do anything exciting like we're on a ferris wheel for god's sake yeah. Like, what do you mean? It's like the tamest yes. ride at the carnival. Yeah. See this little girl sitting between us? Right. She seems fine with it. Let's yeah. Get on board here, buddy. Right. So then we get the, the funhouse mirror scene. Well, the whole funhouse scene, but I love the, the mirror scene. Um, we can talk about that a little bit more when we get to the movie references, because there's some very clear references there. But how much were you sitting there begging Hopper to shoot this guy in the head and not in the chest? 
how come nobody ever shoots people in the head? I mean, if you want to kill somebody. I, well, and the thing is, I understand maybe not taking the first shot at the head because it's a smaller target. So maybe you're afraid you'd miss. But after sure. you get him on the ground. Yeah. And pop him in the noggin, man. Uh, yeah. Like nobody ever checks. Yeah. And like if there's anything we've learned from the screen movies is that they always come. you got to shoot them in the head. Right. Exactly. I don't know that. Yeah. It's very frustrating. So it all, it all obviously winds up back at the mall and then the goons are there and then um, L walks in and, and force chucks a car, which completely, I did not see it coming. I, I figured something was going to happen, but I, did, I, did, yeah. I, I did not have any money down on force throwing a car across a mall. Food and it court. was a quick way to take them all out at once. Yeah. That was, that was rather random and, and violent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then her just, her leg wound is just, just really nasty. What did they do with the wound while they were at Bradley's big buy? Were they just like, let's clean it and bandage it? We don't see this worm squirming around in there. I don't, yeah, I don't think they they saw a worm squirming around in it. It was just bleeding at that point. And yeah, I think somebody, yeah, obviously if they had seen a worm, they would have been, you know, a little bit grossed out or said something or screamed or run the other direction. She acts like she is in a lot of pain. Yes. But that all gets resolved next week. So tune in. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Anything else on the episode? You want to get us some no. segments? Let's do some segments. All right. Colin moment this week. I've been, I've been waiting seven episodes, but we're going to talk about new Coke. <laughs> I knew that was going to be it. <laughs> I was like, it's either going to be new Coke or it's going to be the carnival because he loves the summer carnival. <laughs> uh, yeah. So new Coke, I was 14 when Coke decided one day to up and change their flavor in April of 1985. So one day Coke is on the shelves, the next day new Coke is on the shelves. Wait, did they try to replace original Coke with new Coke? Yep. Oh man, I'm glad that I do not remember this. They took all the Coke off the shelves and they replaced it all with new Coke. Was Pepsi a better selling product? Uh, No, Coke was still popular. I'm gonna actually post a link to this because there's a whole YouTube video I found like on the all the news reports and the history and how it all came about. It's really good. Uh, and it'll, it'll walk you through the whole thing, like how it happened and, and everything else. But basically, it was something like Coke's market share had dropped a couple points. So they were getting nervous. It was still an astronomical you know, mm-hmm. lead over Pepsi. But still, I mean, they were they were starting to get nervous. It was also about this time that all of the taste tests were happening so you would people would set up in the mall like pepsi would set up in a mall and say hey taste brand mm-hmm. a and taste brand b and which one do you like better and pepsi was winning a lot of those taste tests and we're starting sure. to roll out ads saying you know four out of prefer, five yeah, yeah people prefer the taste of pepsi you know imagine doing that now yeah. i can't even imagine yeah it's like all the before times yeah when we when we weren't afraid of sharing spit with other people the other thing to imagine is if this had happened in the age of social media i mean as it as it was there was an instant outcry i mean people went ballistic about new coke hated it it was so sweet yeah that's the main reason i mean like the people that like pepsi like it because it's so much sweeter right yeah so i mean they're like I think it was even beyond Pepsi. It was like even sweeter than Pepsi. So everybody just went nuts. And there were like protests 
and there were, you know, people dumping their coke out in the streets. I mean, it was a massive, massive thing. And this was before Twitter would light up yeah. or, you know, Instagram and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It was, and it was pretty much instant. It. Yeah. I remember, because I've had new coke. I remember, because I remember being like, this is gross. It tastes like Pepsi. Yeah. But it's all like, I don't know. The only thing that like I specifically remember that's similar, like I have more memories of is Crystal Pepsi. Right. Yeah. That was when in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. When they tried that. Yeah. That didn't work. No, that was terrible. It was gross. (laughs) Yeah. So eventually, and it didn't take long, they brought back the original recipe, the original and called the Coca-Cola classic. So for a while, it was probably a good, I'm just guessing, I think it was a good 10 years. Uh, Well, it was a good 10 years that Coca-Cola classic was Coca-Cola classic. I think New Coke didn't last very long at all. But even when New Coke eventually went away, it was still called Coca-Cola classic. And is you, it not the, called coca-cola classic anymore no now it's just coke it's just coca-cola oh. um but it was a while for a long while it was called coca-cola yeah in my classic. head i thought it was coca-cola classic yeah and the funny thing is i didn't really care one way or the other i like new coke i didn't mind it i'm just like you know whatever but, i mean i don't but the world was like burning around me this <laughs> <laughs> is really funny everyone's head's just exploding it's like that scene from spongebob squarepants where like everybody's running around with yeah. like all the little spongebobs like it's on fire people are and running I, i'm around. just sitting here with a can i'm like yeah, Ooh, whatever. Like okay, yeah whatever. like i'm if i have the option i'm always going to pick coke but yeah. i don't hate pepsi oh i don't either yeah so okay how about movies we should be at the mall or like watching a movie or something so obviously we have the whole thing with with the movie theater right and all the back to the future stuff yeah yeah which which lays heavy which uh, have you heard all the which i don't buy into it especially now that we've seen some of the teasers so many people for a long time had this theory that back to the future was was put in season three so much because they were going to use time travel in season, season four. Oh, i do remember hearing that yeah and i was like if they use time travel i'm gonna throw my computer out the window <laughs> Like, it just, it's too much. We've already got alternate timelines. We don't need time travel. Right, exactly, yeah. But uh, did you know there was one scene, and I don't know if I made this up in my head, or if there is one scene where they are, it's when Dustin is trying to wrangle Stephen Robin out of the back of the cart. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, all of a sudden, it sounds like the Goonies song. You can just hear, like, little notes of it. Oh, I'll need to go back and listen to it. No, Which I, didn't I don't that. know. Because usually you can find, you'll find trivia saying that they did stuff like that on purpose. I haven't yep. seen anything saying that, but I caught it and was like, oh. Well, they've done it before with the Gremlins. I remember they yeah. did use the Gremlins theme. Um, speaking of which, did you see the, the little gizmo doll? It was a super quick shot. But one of the first shots at the fair was a little boy, not a little boy, but, you know, kind of a Will and Mike age uh-huh. boy and his dad. And he wins a um, a gizmo, a stuffed gizmo. I had a stuffed uh, gizmo, I which I it. thought was which I thought was kind of fun. Also, I know it's not a movie reference, but I can't see moving trees without thinking of Lost because that was like one of the big moments. Oh of, yeah, um, I think it was the end of the first or second episode when they see the trees moving because of you know. I think the, of Jurassic Park. Shows. Yes, Jurassic Park too. I also got some more Jurassic Park, and I think I mentioned it in the last episode too. But when they were hunkered down behind the stainless steel. Uh, yeah. stuff in the mall food court that was very much like jurassic park i wish you knew how much jurassic park haunts my life it's like the number 23 that movie with jim carrey uh-huh. but mine's jurassic park it is everywhere jurassic park <laughs> is everywhere 
It is in every social media feed. It is in every, I, I can't tell you how many Jurassic Park references I see. Right. In it's, it's been like 20 years, 20, 30 I, years. 30 I'm going to start sending you every Jurassic Park reference I see on social media. And you will be like, what is happening? That's it's like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I did mention with the, uh, oh, and I was going to say, uh, Dustin calls it a Red Dawn situation. He's mentioned mm-hmm. Red Dawn before there's a Red Dawn situation. But so going back to the, the Funhouse mirror scene, um, it was kind of lifted, not lifted, but it was it was inspired, I think, by the Lady from Shanghai, which is a 1947 film, but more recently was in John Wick 2. And I'll, I'll post a link to uh, the John Wick scene, which was which was really cool. And it's really clever how they do it. And I don't really know exactly how they do it. I did find an article and I'll post a link to that too with a cinematographer, Lachlan Milne, talking about how they filmed it. He doesn't go into a lot of detail, but he did talk about a little bit about the, you know, what goes into it and how complicated it was to do it. So, but I think that's about all I had for, for movie stuff. Yeah, I didn't have a ton because they were just, there were so many just outright like- Right, yeah. References, which I don't yeah. really count. Little things. Wait, did, did you see something? Yeah. What, what, did, what did you see? I don't know if this is just me and my weird thing with sounds, but how much Lucas, how many mouth sounds he makes when he is drinking that new Coke and he does that speech. He's like an ASMR. Like, oh my God. Which I hate, hate, yep. hate, hate. The ones where people are talking or they do their mouth sounds. Uh-huh. But he like smacks his lips. He's gulping when he's drinking that like you can hear the liquid going down his throat. Yeah. I was just like, oh my, where is the mic? Is it in his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> I also caught, I, I agree with you. I also caught how he has his pinky out mm-hmm. when he's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, my first little thing, I think I mentioned it already, was when Clyde is up on stage with the band playing behind him and he just stops the band. Now, doesn't that just lift your spirits? <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, I also loved, and I don't, it's not really a little thing, but it's just great acting. I love Robin's reactions as it's slowly dawning on her that Steve is talking about her. I mean, she's like kind of smiley at first and then she squinches her face and she realizes what's coming. And then she finally just bows her head like and rests them on her knees because she's, it's just, yeah. I, she's just so good. It's just a great. I love her. I love yeah. her so much. Yeah. Yeah. I also like, it's just so funny how like jaded these people are. Uh, the kids in the food court when the, when the car goes flying and Dustin's like, you just tossed that like a Hot Wheel. Never mind the fact that, that a they killed four through a car and killed four people mm-hmm. right in front of you, saving well, your life because you were this close to <laughs> certain death. All you can think of to say is, oh, it's just like a hot I wheel. always think this whenever I'm watching any sort of like horror movie and stuff with teenagers or just people in general. I'm like, they're going to be scarred for life, like have after seeing this stuff. But I also thought it was weird how upset Joyce was over Alexi. Like we as the audience loved him because he was like quirky and funny or whatever. Yeah. But it just was weird to me. I'm like, like, it was like almost the same sort of upset. She was like, just like a few levels lower than when Bob died. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, The last one I had, which was, which was really kind of fun, uh, involved Mayor Klein again. So the first one is when Joyce uh, sees him, sees Mayor Klein outside the fair and then kicks him in the crotch and then punches him. And in the background, a guy says, yeah, lady, which I thought was yeah, great. Yes. Uh, and then there, later on, he's running out of the fun fair and runs into a guy. And the guy says, happy Fourth of July, dick. 
which I think is oh, great yeah. because because he's so proud of himself and everything. And like these two instances of him getting <laughs> pummeled or, you know, running into somebody and they're both calling him, you know, like, yeah, beat him up more. And he's a dick. Yeah. You know, which I, I thought was yeah. really great. So. I think he's oblivious. All right. Let's talk some music. Not much actual music in this, which is kind of strange because, I mean, obviously all the carnival music is going on in the background, but we start with R.O.C.K. in the USA by John Mellencamp. R-O-C-K in the USA. R-O-C-K in the USA. And I think this may be one of our first anachronisms of the season because it didn't come out until January of 1986 and didn't really start going up the charts until the spring. It reached number two in April. Now the album came out uh, in 1985, but it was in August of 1985. So even if, you know, you like the song, like on the album, a little anachronistic music here by our, uh, our friends, the Duffer brothers. I do want to quickly mention the back to the future store, a score by Alan Silvestri. Probably one of my top five movie soundtracks of all time. I just love it. I love all of the music on it. Came out in 1985, obviously, with the launch of the movie. Actually received a Grammy nomination, but do you have any idea who Back to the Future lost to for the Grammy for movie score? Give me a hint. Eddie Murphy. Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah, the Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, for Axel Axel F. Yeah, so Axel F. and Harold Harold Faltermeyer's score got the Grammy over alan silvestri and the back to the future score hmm. which was robbed but that's okay and then the last song we have to throw it in there even though steve and robin massacred it all the time she does not sound like that sounds exactly that's no, she a great does not impersonation sound like that. Of her. you sound like a muppet she sounds like a muppet she sounds like a muppet giving birth <laughs> is total eclipse of the heart by bonnie tyler i think they got three of the 20 words that they sang correct well, they were making fun of Tammy Thompson. That's true. Uh, came out in June of nineteen uh, June of nineteen eighty three. Uh, went to number one. Stayed there for four weeks and was actually the number six song for the entire year of nineteen eighty three. So, wow. There's your music. Superlatives. Ooh. Da-da-da-da. It's kind of tough this week. It was, yeah. Like for all categories except for MVP, I had a hard time picking. Yeah, and there was no. Um, there was nowhere in the world is. I mean, it was just, it was just kind of, a, yeah. I mean, a lot happened, but it was just kind of a, like a capsule episode. So yeah. What'd you have for um, best line? Uh, best line. I actually had a hard time picking because I didn't think any of them were, you know, huge standout. No, lines, yeah, but I, me too. I went with um, Stephen Robbins conversation about the Indy 500, Indy 500. Jesus, slow down, man. Five hundred. It's the Indy three hundred. No, Dingus, it's five hundred. It's three hundred. Let's say a million. <laughs> What'd you have? My best line wasn't even really a line. It was um, Winona or a Joyce uh, running into Klein outside the festival and then hitting him and kicking him. Larry. Joyce. <laughs> 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 Uh, that 
was my best line. Most spirited, I just went, and this was kind of a cop out, but just all of the clothes everybody was wearing at the carnival, the costumes. Yeah. I mean, just really great costume work um, by Amy Paris. And we, we talked about her already with the with the shoes for Robin, obviously. Yeah. But uh, just some just some really good, you know, 80s period clothing. I already said mine, but to reiterate, it's just, you know, the incredibly dangerous fireworks that kids could easily access for their own, you know, enjoyment. Yeah. Oh, we could have mentioned the cereal too. The cereal aisle at the Bradley's Big Buy was very. Oh my gosh. Cereal in the eighties. Yeah. They had, I mean, they had everything in that one. They had, uh, they had Smurfberry Crunch. They had Captain Crunch, Mr. T. They had a Donkey Kong cereal. I don't even remember a Donkey Kong cereal. I think there was like a Rainbow Bright cereal too. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had Rainbow Bright cereal. Yeah. But oddly enough, I didn't like cereal like that was like super fruity or had marshmallows when I was little. I did Lucky Charms. I did like Lucky Charms, mm-hmm. but yeah, I didn't do a lot of. I didn't like Fruit Loops. Yeah, um, I do remember Fruit Loops. I loved Apple Jacks. I remember yes. Apple Jacks. Those are but good, I've, so. okay. They still make Apple Jacks. I They're think not so. good. No, they do. We we bought a huge like I got like a like a, I was so excited I bought like an economy sized box of it like not too long ago. Yeah, they, it tastes like sawdust. Oh, with like no. a little bit of apple and cinnamon. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. Okay, Stranger Thing. I actually went with Billy touching the blood. Oh, that's a good one. Because. Don't lick it. A, I thought he was going to lick it. God, he didn't. But B, because when he touched it, it shrieked a little bit. <laughs> well, it was bubbling too when they left. Yeah, I thought it was, it was like, bubbling. when he went down to touch it, I thought it was going to be like a blob. Yeah. And not like just a flat puddle. Oh, like the rat goo? Yeah. 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 But. Yeah, it shrieked, and I was like, "Ooh." Yeah, I went with uh, I went with Elle's worm in her leg at the end. That was my stranger. Yeah, thing. I'll probably save that for the next. Yeah. <laughs> okay, MVP. MVP. I went with eleven. I went with Millie Bobby Brown. Oh. So I'll interesting, interesting fact on this. I think I think I remember counting. I think she had eleven lines in this entire episode, and I did count. She said forty three words in this entire episode and yeah. she was both of our mvps yeah i mean 43 she's words one, she's the only one that could save them yeah yeah i thought she was great i thought it was, you know i mean it just goes to show that you don't need to have a lot of lines to oh, you know, no. have an impact no not at all right that does it for this week next week we are talking about the final episode of season three chapter eight the battle of starcourt which I cannot believe we're already here. Yeah, right? If you like what you hear, you can always subscribe. Or if you really love us, you could leave us a review on Apple iTunes because that really helps us get in front of other potential listeners like you. And if you want, you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Scoops Hoy Pod. If you want to send in any of your own superlatives, you can always email us at scoopshoypod at gmail.com. Just if you do do that, kind of get them in early in the week so that we can make sure we cover them in the right episode. So that does it for this week. We'll be back next week with the final episode. I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.
Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Pixabay.